Thank you all. Welcome to Mantukya Upanishad Karika sessions. This being the 28th session. Incidentally, we are also doing the 28th verse onwards on the fourth and final chapter of Mantukya. I'll start with the prayer as usual. Om Namo Brahmadibhyo Brahma Vidya Sampradaya Kartrabhyo Vamsharashibhyo Mahadbhyo Namo Gurubhya Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashikrutav Vande Bhagavantav Punapunaha Ishwaro Guru Ratmeti Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya Dekshinamurtaye Namaha Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Om Badram Karne Vishrunuyama Deva Badram Pashe Makshavir Yajatraha Stirai Rai Sustu Bagum Sastanubi Vesema Deva Hidam Yadayuhu Sostina Yindro Vruddhashravaha Sostina Pusha Vishwavedaha Sostina Stakshyo Arishtanemi Sostino Brihaspadir Dadadu Om Shanti 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 Pratyam Shupradane Stirajaranikare Vyapivir Vyapyalokan Bhuktwa Bogan Savishtan Punaradidishanod Basitan Kamajanyan Pitwa Sarvan Visheshan Soviti Madurabhung Mayaya Bojayanno Maya Sankhya Turiyam Paramamrdamajam Brahmayatanatosmi Yo Vishwatma Vidija Vishayan Prasya Bogan Stavishtan Paschas Chanyan Somiti Vipavan Jodishasvena Sukshman Sarvanetan punarabhishanai svatmanistapayitva Hitva sarvan visheshan vigada gunaganai Patva saunatturiyaha The Upanishadic mantras are as follows Omitetatakshadamidam sarvam tasyopavyakhyanam bhutam bhavat bhavishyaditi sarvam onkarayeva Yachanyatrakaladidam tatapya onkarayeva Sarbam hedad brahma ayamatma brahma Soyamatma chatushpad Jagaridastano bahipratnya saptanga yekona bimshati mukhas tula book vaishwanara pradama padaha Sopnastano anda pratnya saptanga yekona bimshati mukha vivivikta book taijaso didi yapadaha Yatra supno na kanjana gamam kamayade na kanjana sopnam pasyati tat susuptam susuptastana eki buddha pratyana gana eva ananda mayaha ananda book tejo mukaha pratyas tridi yapadaha esha sarveshara esha sarvetna esha andariyami esha yonihi sarvasya prabhava pyavohi bhutanam Nanda pratyam nabahi pratyam no veda pratyam na pratyana ganam a pratyam na pratyam adrasyam agrahyam alakshanam abjintyam abjabadesyam ekatma pratyasaram prabanjo vashamam sandam sivam madhuidam chaturtam manjande saatma savitneyaha 
സ്വയമാത്മ അധ്യക്ഷരം ഓങ്കാര അതിമാത്രം മാത്രാപാത പാതാമാത്രശ്ച അകാര ഉകാരമകാര ഇതി ജാഗരിതസ്ഥാനോ വൈശ്വാനര പ്രഥമാമാത്ര ആപ്തേരാതിമത്വാദ്വാത് ആപ്നോതിഹ വൈ സർവാൻ കാമാൻ ആദിശ്ചവതി യേവം വേദ സ്വപ്നസ്ഥാനത്തൈജസ ഉകാരോ ദ്വിതീയാമാത്ര ഉത്കച്ചാത് ഉഭയത്വാദ്വാവ് ഉത്കർഷതി വൈ ജ്ഞാനസന്തതിയും സമാനശ്ചതി ന അസ്യവിത് ബ്രഹ്മവിത് കുലേവതി യേവം വേദ സുഷുപ്തസ്ഥാനപ്രാജ്ഞോ മകാരസ്തൃതീയാമാത്ര മിതേരപീതേർവാ മിനോതിഹവാ ഇതം സർവം അപീതിശ്ചതി യേവം വേദ അമാത്രശ്ചതുർത്ഥോ അവ്യവഹാര്യ പ്രപഞ്ചോപശമ ശിവ അദ്വൈത ഓങ്കാരയേവ ആത്മൈവ സംവിശതി ആത്മനാ ആത്മാനം യമേവം വേദ സോ ഇൻ ദ ലാസ്റ്റ് സെഷൻ വി സോ last in the previous session both put together we saw that gaudapata had taken on all sorts of explanatory you know fallacies which are existing in the explanations of the different philosophers or philosophers schools of philosophy whether it's satkaryavada satkaryavada etc etc all of them and including the vedic കർമ്മകാര്യവാദ ഓർ ഈശ്വര ഈശ്വര കാര്യവാദ ഓർ ഈശ്വര ജഗത് ജീവജഗത് ഓൾ ദോസ് തിങ്സ് ഹിയർ ടേക്കൺ അപ്പ് ഓൾ ദീസ് ഡിഫറെൻറ്റ് തിയറീസ് കെ ലൈക് ക്രിയേഷൻ ലൈക് സത്കാര്യവാദ അസത്കാര്യവാദ ഗൗതപാദ ഹാസ് ഡിസ്മിസ്ഡ് ദീസ് ടു സെയിങ് ദാറ്റ് ബോത്ത് സത്കാര്യ ആൻഡ് അസത്കാര്യ ആർ ഫെലേഷ്യസ് ഈവൺ ദ വേദിക് തിയറി ഓഫ് ക്രിയേഷൻ ഈസ് അപ്ലിക്കബിൾ ഓൺലി in the initial stages where you want to understand how the adhyasa aropa adhyasa or you know adhyaropa avavada can be done that is superimposition creation is made as a, as a theory to negate it that the creation which is being told is not standing the test of logic and anubhava and from the experience point of view so what he said that that also boils down to that that cannot stand without any logic how does he so say that because in the karma karyavada he said that karma is the reason for sharira and sharira if it is being given by ishwara there should be a beginning for the karmas to start because with adot which ishwara cannot make a differentiation between one is one sharira and other sharira sharira means body different bodies like animal body human body plant body etc etc so there should be some something to start with for the variety since it if it is taking there's nothing is there he creates from beginning then there is no logic in why the variety if it is if it is made out of mud everything should be muddy in nature if everything is made out of gold it should be gold in nature but if ishwara has created such a creation which is multifarious and diverse diverge in nature the divergence should be having a is a reason for the divergence karma was given by the mimamsagas as a reason for it but gaudapada says such a theory is also doesn't stand good because where did he have the karma allocation principle for the first creation when if he created so therefore it this was also analyzed and dismissed and 
the karma karya is seen applicable in the case of you know the vedic rituals karma yoga upasana etc as they accepted but that is also used as an adhyaropa adhyaropa means superimposition for directing the moral principles and the good uh, you know way in which the thought process can be developed but it it is not because it has got a reality in it so in the and in the when it comes to the jnana marga after doing the karma kanda and upasana kanda when he moves to the jnana yoga side the adhyaropa which has been superimposed by the those principles becomes an apavada or a point which need to be negated and the whole the whole vada apavada and when it is done what remains is brahman alone and this will never change or it has not gone through any so now in the 28th verse before the 28th verse i he we have to recollect one verse from the second chapter where he mentioned the karika said that navirodo nacha utpatti baddo na sadakaha na mumukshu vai muktaha ityesha paramarthada so gaudapada has stated this earlier itself and it is an important verse in the second chapter of the 321 which states that from the paramarthika drishti srishti sthiti laya sadana janma moksha all of them are absent because creation itself is not real it has not happened so subsequent creation whether the srishti drishti sthiti laya everything becomes secondary to to remove the you know the the confusion of the appearance being taken as real for that it is used and in in reality there is nothing which has really taken birth or created so on the 28th verse he starts tasmat na jayate chittam chitta drishyam na jayate tasya pasyanti yo jatim khevai pasyanti te padam now tasma chittam na jayate na chitta drishyam na jayate so therefore the chitta is also not born chitta means either is that create the you know the object here or the what is the chitta vritti na chittam jayade chitta drishyam which is the substrate for the for the the chitta vritti or the thoughts objective awareness we can say that consciousness or objective consciousness therefore the objective object consciousness as well as the consciousness consciousness is not this consciousness which is talk we are talking about the chit of the brahma here we are talking about the chitta chitta means which is the relative awareness to which is called the chitta vritti in sanskrit means that that is the flow of thought based on an objective realization so that neither the the thought nor the object for have never na jayate it has not been created at all there is no birth for them both tasmat therefore tasya jati na pasyanti therefore nobody has seen that the creation of that it is that creation he has not seen by anybody 
but experiences are being that from the experiences you should not direct or understand that that there must be a creation because we have examples where the creation has really not happened and but the experiences were real for example the snake and the rope the stone the post and the ghost the nacer and the silver or the mirage and uh, you know water all those things are were that creation is not real experiences were given reality therefore neither the object nor the objects related thoughts has never been created nothing of that sort has ever thing but those who are want to make these things in are trying to establish that there are footprints for birds when they fly in sky it is as you know impossible as that you know if somebody want to say that i saw the birds flying in the sky and they have left footprints on the sky is as good as that that is what uh, gaudapada is saying therefore what he is saying that now he, basically he is ridiculing the vijnanavadins what does he say he says that vijnanavada is agreeable to paramartha darshana means that it suits or is in consonance with the logical arguments if for example we'll take it from that point of view that vijnanavada which is saying that everything is nothing but an object of awareness only object per se is not a reality without vijnana the empirical consciousness or awareness which we call it as vijnana the vastu or the object is never seen at all this is the standard of the vijnanavadins because why is he doing this against vijnanavadins is that as i told you in the beginning itself they have come to the threshold of advaita but they slipped out somewhere that is being highlighted by uh, gaudapada in the in this particular through this verse where he mentioned that you know they are trying to establish the footpath of birds flying in the sky at that ridiculing statement is to do to say that you know you made a mistake in the last minute so there is there is logically you have come to that point that there is no object but without empirical consciousness or awareness the extab the vastu or the object is not separately seen at all it is always in the vijnana that vastu or the object is seen in the, even in in the in the vyavahara drishti both vijnana and the object of vijnana appear to be existing that is in the transactional world which is in the waking world and the dream world in both these transactional world we have the object and the, the the awareness of the object existing as you know separate thing because you can have a memory of the object therefore the memory of the object is taken as a vritti or a thought of the object which can be separated from the object therefore the vijnanavadian statement that it is without with the awareness only the object is seen the object has not independent experience is applicable from the paramartha or the absolute reality point but in the transactional reality point we can separate the awareness and the object because when you go to smriti or when you go to memory you are only using the vijnana or the awareness of the 
previously conceived object. The object need not be there physically present. And those objects, those awareness also can give rise to Sukha, Dukkha, happiness and sorrow. If you are remembering about a past incident of sorrow, you can be overwhelmed by sadness. Or if you are remembering something good in, uh, which has happened in the earlier thing, that memory can bring you happiness. So there is a possibility that. But from the absolute point of view, both these do not exist whatsoever is you want to say whatever may you want to describe there is only what is called is the self or the atman and this this is what you know the vijnanavadin also says so which the gaudabada says yes yes i agree with you this is exactly what i am saying that even the chitta appearing as if it is born should be necessarily have to be occurred with the Real birth, that is where your birth, your statement and my statement is different. You are saying the real birth has taken place and then you are explaining all those things. But my stand is that Kaudabada says the, the appearance or the creation or the birth of those objects are as if even in the transaction or the transactional or in the Vyabharika, then it is only an appearance is what is that is saying then they have to be, if you reduce that to that, then it will become reasonable and we can meet at the same point. Chitta Drishya, that is what is appearance as the object for the mind is not really born. Is, is it acceptable to both? That is the Chitta Drishya or the appearance of an object in the mind. We are now going to from the waking world to the dream world. So appearance and object for the mind in the dream world, is it really born? No, it is not really born. Is it acceptable to both? The same way, if it is there in the dream, then Gaudabada says that is the same in the waking also. But for the Vijnanabhadins, even though the thought of the object is not born, the Vijnana is really born. They say that the object may not be born really, but the awareness is born. It is not that it is, it is a creation for awareness. And therefore, why they say is that, what, why do they say is that they are Chaniga. Not only that it is born, they appear and disappear, appear and disappear or not, what they call it as appear and disappear is not what they use. They use that Vitnana is born and when it is lost, we lose the object from our perception. The object appears when the awareness is born, the object is also born and when the object awareness is nullified, the object also doesn't become known to us. For that they give the example is that when a person is walking in front of you, if the Vitnana doesn't arise, if you don't have the awareness which is coming out of your creation, is not created about the person who is walking in front of you, the person doesn't appear in your, in your awareness. The object, even though physically he may be there, but it is not physically present for us to cognize it. Same way the Dukkha, which is unfelt in the Antaratman, 
is is what they say is is not an object but it is only awareness which is also acceptable to godapada that the feelings like sukha and dukha are not objects of of independent existence they are experiences of appearing to be giving experience but are thought not reality and therefore it is anatman or means separate from atma so what godapada says is that to see the birth of chitta in the nirmala chitta swarupa that is to see a birth of an awareness in the substratum which is the absolute essence of the consciousness or the pure awareness is not possible the nirmala chitta swarupa we can use the word atman here because nirmala chitta swarupa is nirmala means pure chitta chaitanya swarupa or chitta swarupa is is the the awareness or the consciousness in absolute terms which we can use the word atman here so what godapada says that the awareness as the objective awareness taking shape or getting birth in the awareness is also not possible for any discriminative person because the vijnana too is appearing be an being within the control purview of what you call the kudastha chaitanya vijnana shakti that the word kudastha vijnana chaitanya rupa shakti all those things words are taken from basically to to negate by vijnana vadins so gaudapada is using those terms which were used in the buddhistic literature also that is why these words appear to be new to us so it is an appearance vijnana too is appearing and is being within the control of the absolute witness consciousness which is observing the vijnana as separate and very but the nature of the witness is is the witness consciousness and in the witness consciousness you cannot separate out the vijnana of the object and the vijnana of the uh, witness the sakshi i'll use the in our our vedantic word that will be much more easier for us to understand so what gaudapada is saying from the sakshi point of view there is no two separate awareness the sakshi awareness and the vijnana are not two separate because you are making a separation assuming the object is experienced in reality but as we the advaitins are concerned there is no separateness sarvam khalu idam brahma or sarvam atmeva bhut when it is happening that way that everything is in aware consciousness only if at all a separatedness is being felt it is an appearance in reality there is no separatedness if that is the case then the doubt will come the vijnana badin is 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 asking a doubt vijnana alone is basya means that which is illumined and the sakshi is basaka is the one which is illumined don't you accept that that is the objective knowledge is being enshrined or illumined by sakshi 
do you agree with or that godbada says although the light if now i'll give you an example a light is essential nature of brilliance if you take a light a a torch light or a, a lamp which has brain lit there is a brilliance and the light essential nature of that is to it is to it is to show itself it is necessarily so there is a potency that to be as absorbed or grahyatva ability of being comprehended that the lamp is having a light and that can be comprehended by the witness one who sees the light or cognized by the pure consciousness do you do we which is do you think that there is a distinction between these two is what gaudapada is asking to the uh, vitnanavadins do you think take do you take these two are two independent and uh, you know are seen as one which is witnessing it and one light which is being being an object of witness although the vitnana without being able to illumine itself by itself is illumining all phenomena for that vitnana needs atma chaitanya the objective awareness has no independent potency to illuminate only when the atma chaitanya or the sakshi chaitanya or the pure consciousness awareness of brahman or atman is present there the objective awareness can function because they have not it they are like like ordinary lamps how does he use that example the ordinary lamp even if it is having a potency to illumine things around unless the atma chaitanya or the self awareness self is there through the eyes the light cannot be perceived by the person who is looking at it it is because if the eyes are not potentially falling on that the example of the man walking in front of you you are not seeing it is because the 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 vitnana the 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 awareness of the object if it is residing in the object it should be perceivable by the eye in the normal conditions but what happens is that if the atma chaitanya of the awareness of the individual doesn't illumine that now awareness of the object the object is not perceived therefore because atma jayadanya is the one which is illumining or the atma the light of atma is the one which is illumining the vijnana by virtue of the rule that that every essence of illumination or you know knowledge or awareness is the the quality or the nature of atma it is not there any time at any point in the object therefore all the time the one which is cognizing as an agent is atma and the vijnana can never be self shining in the object by elaja so this is where the vijnana vadin have deviated from because when they took that 
there is a vijnana or awareness residing in the object independent of the atma one who is perceiving it that is where they have taken it separately now there are the predicaments are coming there are two there are predicament is that the object which is perceived by vijnana which is distinct from self does not all exist apart from the sakshi or which cognizes it then you will have definitely agree that both vijnana and bahyartha are unreal phenomena asat padartha this is what the predicament is that if the object is perceived as independent separate of which with a with a awareness and it does not all exist apart from the sakshi or the without the sakshi it is there then you have to agree he gaudapada is telling to the vijnana vadin say then in the, if now we have you have agreed that the vijnana of the or the in awareness of the object did not get have independent awareness because it is the atma chaitanya or the awareness of the self which is giving the potency for the object to be aware of and if if you are saying that if that is distinct from the atma chaitanya not only the chaitanya of the object and the object itself becomes an unreal phenomena or asat it is not real or it doesn't exist at all apart from that so everything boils down to the atma chaitanya that is the only reality therefore the chitta vijnana or the objective knowledge is never born chitta drishya the object is not born those who say that they are seeing that object or the objective awareness separate from the atma chaitanya are the people whom i talk that they are saying that they are able to see the footprints of the birds in the sky therefore you have to accept that other than the self atma or brahma chaitanya there is no separate thing therefore ajatam there is no creation of any object or objective awareness apart from the self awareness sarvam khaluidam brahma everything is that brahma or turiya is that thing therefore he goes to the 29th verse saying that ajadam jayate yasmat ajadi prakritipata prakritir anyada bhava na kacinjit bhavishyati this we have heard it before yasmat ajadam jayate ajadi prakritipata prakrite anyada bhava na kacinjit bhavishyati that which is born not born is itself born is it so therefore ajadi is the prakriti to say that prakriti changes is not possible in any manner or in other words the unborn consciousness is unborn the unborn consciousness is born according to the vijnanavadins since the unborn consciousness is intrinsic in nature of the konsakshi vijnana sarchvijaya therefore na ajad the jatam there is in the hence there transforms there is no difference between that therefore if at all you are saying that it cannot be separate therefore prakritir anyado bhavo na kadanjit bhavishyati that is the nature of the self itself which is being seen as an object this is the fundamental thing which is the 
reason why the waking and the dream are nothing but the self-awareness itself. That is what is called the Sobhava. It is the nature of the awareness. Itself is in the form of awareness. In the dream we are able to do the understanding. But it has to be extrapolated and understood in the same way in the waking also. Now to establish that from the 30th verse onward, 30th verse also he will continue this. Before that, there is naturally some points to be discussed. The commentary says that naturally the question is where is the fundamental cause from the from is raised. These systems reply saying that the fundamental cause has always been present and it is without a beginning. So Gaudabada counters by pointing out that the fundamental cause without a beginning is a logical contradiction. Because you now with the fundamental cause, don't, not the fundamental reality, please understand, don't confuse between the two words. Gaudabada says that the fundamental cause, the Adhisthana Karanam or the, the reason for all creations is a logical contradiction. Whatever that does not have a beginning cannot have an end. That is that which doesn't have a big, which is not there in the beginning, which is not seen later. The, the, the nature of din when it is being appearing in the middle also exactly the same. Therefore, it has to be eternal in nature. That which is beginning is before the beginning and after the end and has to be same in the middle also. Therefore, it is defined as eternal. And if this eternity of the fundamental cause, again Adhisthana Karanam, is accepted by those systems that are, there is a purpose for fundamental cause for creation. They, they are trying to establish one way or the other, the creation is a reality. And Gaudabada is bent upon refuting that. So he says that there is no fundamental cause and there is no cause, therefore no creation. And they are, some of them are accepting that, you no, know, the, the Brahma, which is the fundamental, it is Nitya and Anadi, Anantam. All those words are used in the Upanishad. He, they are referring to that, say, say, therefore Brahma is the cause. Apparently, if you listen to that, you may think that what they are saying is right. Because as in the Vedas, from that it, it created or it born, was born. It has become big in multitude and all those things. So, Gaudabada says that that eternity of a fundamental cause poses a problem. For me, it creates a problem. If you say that Brahma is a fundamental cause or the, the Adhisthana Karanam for creation, I have a problem. The eternal is to be changeless as per the definition. What is eternal is that is changeless. Now it can, it, the, if the Mula Karanam or the fundamental cause is eternal, it cannot undergo a change. This is my problem. You cannot say it is eternal one side and you cannot call it as a fundamental cause. Because if it is eternal, to my definition, eternity is changelessness. That changelessness is the nature of Brahman. 
therefore if it should not be a cause at all if it cannot undergo a change it cannot become a cause also because cause has to undergo a definitely a change therefore i do not accept that it is a fundamental cause and therefore creation is real whether it is a material world or in whether it you call it as a material world material cause or intelligent cause or fundamental cause it can under any circumstances you can call it as a cause at all whether you call it as a material cause intelligent cause or a fundamental cause because if you accept it is eternal and changeless it cannot change and then with change is prerequisite for a cause because cause itself becomes the the effect yeah after the change therefore nityatvam and karanatvam cannot coexist the eternity and causation cannot co coexist it is they are like light and darkness vedanta says that nitya brahman remains nityam without undergoing change ajayamano bahuda vijayate that brahman is ajayam is none one which remains without any change there what is being told is for the adhyaropa for superimposing the creation which is unreal so that we understand that unreal is the nature of creation not that a real creation has happened but we also know that appearances or unreal experience or causes can give right to real experiences because the fear of the snake which was not there is an example of that or a good fear from a ghost in a on a post which was not a ghost is another real example even anything the day and night which i tell almost of the time all those things which is very clear is that there is no real creation so gaudapada says i cannot accept your fundamental cause as brahma nor is it a material cause nor an intelligent cause even in the apparent manifestation what is there is brahma only that is why the shruti says sarvam khaluidam brahma it has not really become a cause it is not appearing as main thing these appearances are also brahma if you accept that and then there is no problem a creation has not come and if you talk about creation it has to be originated and it's only an appearance if you accept that therefore origination of the world cannot be talked about this is the fundamental advaita vedanta which you should understand and drill it in our mind therefore it is proved that demonstrated that none karya karanavada hetu phala sambandha that you know, like the cause and effect vitnana bahyartha sambandha that is that knowledge aware objective awareness and objective separated relation can all possibly can be justified and defended only and only if it is saying that the the ajada is reality appearance is is the cause as the ajadam itself is appearing as many the appearance means it has not really become many so therefore beyond doubt brahman is the one without birth and ekaha ekameva adyutiyam this is what he says that to establish that he says 
అనాదే అనంతత్వం చ సంసారస్య న సేత్యతి అనంతతా చ ఆదిమ ఆదిమత మోక్షస్య న భవిష్యతి ఈజ్ రిఫైసింగ్ దట్ ఇఫ్ యూ ఇఫ్ ఇట్ కెనాట్ బి ఎస్టాబ్లిష్ దట్ సంసార విచ్ ఈస్ అనాది బిగినింగ్లెస్ హ్యాస్ ఎన్ అంత ఇఫ్ ఇట్ హ్యాస్ ఎన్ ఎండ్ బికాస్ సంసార దట్ ఈస్ దట్ వాట్ వాట్ దే కాల్ ఇట్ హ్యాస్ ద ద వర్ల్డ్ ద ద రిలేటివ్ వర్ల్డ్ vyavaharika jagat this is what most of the dualists and people who have deviated from advaita consider that samsara uh, that the phenomenal world is a reality and if you are taking is if it is to be anadi it is a beginningless phenomenal world then it has to have it has to be ananda but that is not the case because when jnana takes place the phenomenal world is not no more a phenomenal world because you do not have the reality to the world therefore there has an anda for the the samsara and moksha which is which has an adi that is what people say that when samsara is ended moksha or realization or the mukti takes place there godavada is again banging that same argument saying that if you say that moksha has a beginning then it cannot be ananda then moksha also will become anta therefore you can say the birth and death is a permanent reality and you will continue to go through the birth and death because you will never get moksha from realization from the knowledge of the reality of the brahman you will have the world of reality the ishra jiva jagat as a reality and you continue to remain in the world of jagat because for you ishra jiva jagat is a reality that birth and death and birth and death this this cycle will keep on going happening again and again and therefore you will never be able to be free from that from the false appearance be giving rise to real experience and believing them to be from a real cause so gaudapada is now putting up four aspects which should be kept in mind before understanding the whole standpoint what he is taking the existent origination of mithya world are not facts the jagat or the world of experience what we call it is has no existence and no origination and that is why it is called mithya that which is not there is what mithya word is meaning mithya means it is not that it is it is it is appearing when it is appearing it is real then it will destroy no there is it has not created to destruction it has to have a beginning so the beginning is not there ajatam therefore there is no destruction also it is a world which has no origination and no existence fundamentally the appearance is a fact and the appearance is caused by ignorance which is called avidya at the individual level maya at the cosmic level that is like that in that when we are seeing a magic the audience the magic is a reality he is showing real that taking a rabbit out of a hat 
or you know baking the the pigeons or the dove fly away from his you know and his handkerchief etc appear to be real but he knows the from his cosmic point of view where he is clutching the entire audience under a mesmerism or a hypnotism for him there is no ignorance so under his level it is called maya but at individual level of the audience it is called ignorance the objective existence of the dream world is accepted in dream and the dream world is seen to be not objectively real only when we wake up now he is talking about our experiences the exist objective existence of the world of dream is accepted because for the dreamer the objects in the dream world is real and at the time of real experience of the dream therefore the dream world is to be seen from the dreamer's point of view but not as from the waker's point of view where there is no objectively real objects of the dream world so to say the reverse also is true the waking world and the waking world objectiveness is only for the waker from the dreamer's point of view or from the gnani's point of view or the surya point of view both the dream and the waking are appearances for their respective field of experiences so the cause effect relationship which we talk about the waking is not applicable for the dreamer because he can create which is you know absolutely which does not do not follow the waker's cause of law and effect and gravity etc all the relationship which you are seeing in the waking world is nullified or de denied or even superseded by the dreamer in his dreaming world but both are being experienced and the experiences are real experiences out of unreal appearing objects now the appearing objects cannot be separate from the the awareness who has become the dreamer or who has become the waker it is only his awareness which is itself is being appearing this is possible for us to know it from our dream experience other than experiences projected by our mind there is no real objects of the elephant or the chariot or the car or the plane in the dream apart from the consciousness of the mind or the awareness in the mind we have to say that this is exactly the same in our waking the waking world is an awareness projected by the awareness which has put the waker as an experiencer in the waking and the world of objects as objects in the waking world the waking world he closes down that film or that drama and puts another drama as a dreamer and he he makes the dreamer experience go through the objects and everything now if you ask why should we well, there should be a reason why he is he doing now the cause the question of cause and effect there should be a reason there should be a purpose for life everything is only valid for the waker and the waker world did the dreamer ever ask what is the reason for it or what is the purpose of the dream for that why am i suffering in the dream that questions are not getting and questioned at all in the dream so don't expect your waking world logic to be applied in the surya level 
there is no nothing has happened in reality therefore there is no purpose or there is no way in which you need to ask that question because that is a logic of the waker so this is the one which he is saying and the fourth one is that give respect to the world that you are experiencing and it deserves without either overestimating or underestimating underestimating when you live dreaming and waking identically understanding that the waking world will affect me this way the dream world will affect me this way the dream world is appearance giving right experiences the waking world is also an appearance giving me worlding experience you are not overestimating them nor you are underestimating that the experiences when you when you tread a path of asangata asparshata without even touched by these experiences happening to you you are called a jeevan mukta you are neither affected by the waker world of experiences nor by the dream world of experiences so he says adau antaycha ennasti vartamane api tattatah vidatasya sadrishas santo avitatya ida laksh what is it that which does not exist in the beginning and end in the end so in the middle also that is that continuity or what is called the anadi they are identical with unreal objects and they are therefore regarded as though real so this feeling that reality of the middle portion what is not there in the previous nor later stage appearing in the middle is treated as though it is real they are regarded as though real mean as if it is real so this is what godabada really want to say that the dream when it is being experienced it is real as though because dream is not there before dream is not there after you wake up is it not the same case with the waking before waking it was deep sleep or dream and after the waking you are either moving to dream or deep sleep so that is not there in the previous portion that is not there in the later portion but at the time of experience you have a reality experience that reality should be treated as as though it is real and not in absolute reality therefore saprayojanata what is the utility of that what they say is that saprayojanata tesham swapne vipradishyate tasmat adyantas vatvena mithyeva khalu te smrata or that the utility is contradicted in dream because in the dream somebody gifted you a an object but when you wake up it is not there with you so the utility of the dream is contradicted by the dream and they are considered unreal only the saprayojanata tesham saprayojanata swapne vipradishyate the utility of the dream is negated vipradishyate therefore te adyantavatvena mithyeva khalu because there is a no previous and there is no after before and after the dream there was no nothing of the dream world existing therefore the world which experienced in the dream has no utility saprayojanata since they have no beginning and end because before the beginning the world the dream world did not exist 
after the dream world the dream, the dream world was not there so experience in between should not be treat which as a prayojanata with with saprayojanata means with utility same is the case for the waking also so he says sarve dharma mrsha swapne kayasya anda nidarshanat sarvam asmin pradeshe vai bhutanam darshanam kuta swapne kayanda kayasya anda nidarshanat sarve dharma mrsha in the swapne in the swapna kayasya anda nidarshanat all experiences are felt inside our body that is we don't physically see them experience them outside so then we have a feeling that the dream took place inside our body kayasya anda means inside the body therefore everything sarve dharma means all the objects in the dream world prasha eva prasha means un, in the unreal or appearance samrade asmin pradeshe eva vai bhudanam darshanam kuda the reason is that samrade deshe your mind your body may be of 6 feet and 6 feet height and 2 feet 2 feet width that is the what is the body is or 1.5 feet width but you can see an aeroplane inside you can see an elephant inside or you can see even planets and sun and the moon and etc so definitely such things can never even though they cannot they are bigger in size and the dimensions and all having experienced them inside the body the experiences cannot be real therefore they are unreal these entities all entities in dream are unreal because of that na yuktam darshanam gatva kalasya aniyamad gadau pradibuddhascha cha vai sarvah tasmin deshe na vidyate so it says seeing these dream entities after reaching them is not possible in the sense that gatau kalasya aniyamad gatva darshanam na yuktam this is not proper to say that they have go, they that they go there in and see the objects as if no see if you can experience like when you see through a kaleidoscope or you know a viewer through one uh, the 3d viewer you are looking into a small a gadget you are seeing bigger things through the gadget do they do it mean that they have really entered the gadget to see the 3d projection of the imagery they cannot travel in space and there are no temporal regulations for that in that region and and nothing is really happening it is only an appearance this is why he is talking about this particular verse is only to show that it is men it is felt in a restricted area as if within the body at the same time we are giving reality here he is not talking about the dream even though he is talking about the real dream we should consider this also applicable in our waking so no one wakes up whatsoever he has seen in the world of either his he felt his he has been attacked by something or whether he has been gifted by something those things do not exist the moment you come out of the wake in dream same way what you experienced and got all your objects or anything at this example i have told earlier also even if you had an amputation of your leg in the waking 
in the dream you will be walking with the, all the two legs and in the, there is no pain of the leg amputated leg experience in the dream in the deep sleep you don't even feel your body forget about the deep sleep let us not discuss about it so what is he saying that consider compare between the experiences how are you saying the dream is unreal and the waking is real because you are not doing the investigation so mitradeo yat sahan saha sanmantra sambundhe na prabadyade grihiran chaabi yat kinchin pradibuddha na pasyadi 30 the 35th verse after conversing with friends and others in the dream when the waker wakes up to the waking world he doesn't see them nor he sees anything which is received by them or you know any accolades or any gift or if they are, if you even if you have, if you think that you got married in your dream you don't see your spouse when you wake up all types of things are there which is which is proving that the unreality same should be reversely applicable from the waking when you go to the dream sopneca avastukaha kaya prutak anyasya darshanat yadakaya tade sarvam chitta darshanam darshyam avastukam the physical body of the dream is unreal because of the experience of the another body distinct from the dream body just as the body in the dream is unreal so also every objects of consciousness is unreal in the this thing in the 36 uh, verse is an important line in the mandukya kariga because what you have to say the second line of that what is say yadakaya tetat sarvam chitta darshyam avastukam just like a dream mind the body the world everything it is that is an object of experience is mithya it is conditionally real known as transactional satyam or vyavaharika satyam then the question will be asked what about god if god is an object of experience either in the waking or dream state that god is also conditional reality the god as an object cannot be the ultimate truth as is given in kena upanishad because kena upanishad has clearly said this before itself nedam ididam upasate the object of upasana cannot be the ultimate reality when god is re- recognized as atma or turiyam then only god is real that god and the turiya are not two separate that that god and the turiya are one and same shantam shivam advaitam chadurtam manyante sa atma sa vitneyaha is the seventh mantra ending that is what is to be known as the real the, the, the turiyam and not as a upasana upasaka devas which is in a part of your waking so the the god which you see in the waking has validity only for waking that god which creates the world ishwaras the srishti all these things are part of the waking world therefore please understand that gaudabada is shaking the very fundamentals of belief of hindu philosophy he saying that from the truth point i will talk the truth but what if what is happening in the waking world is up to the individual to the 
to the individual to believe it or not if he is not able to comprehend what i am saying that is not my problem you have to accept what you think that is right good big so it i'm not refuting that you accept your truth faith this thing belief and can carry it with it but does it give you the solution to your problems is what is to be seen that if it is going to be a solution after the death sorgam if you go to heaven and you think then you are in a in a world of unreality because such a world is not existing other than the thuriyam so there is nothing which is being promised or anything like that you should understand that so grahana jagritavat the 37th mantra says grahana jagritavat tat hedu sapne ishyate tat hedutva tu tasyaiva sat jagritam ishyate the dream is considered to be caused by the waking state some people say that the waking is the cause and the dream is an effect since the dream is experience because they say that because the dream you have the memories from the waking so it must be the cause however the waking state is considered to be real for that dreamer alone since it is the cause of the dream because he again confuses between his waking state and dream state and says that the dream state is a effect of a waking memory or a you know impression from the waking from our point of view we do not differentiate between waking and dream so there cannot be a cause and effect the wake be a cause and the dream be an effect there is no cause effect relationship between the waking and the dream both are equally two different aspects of experiences from the unreal unreal giving rise to real experiences don't mistake the real experiences are real they are also as though they are real there is no real experiences experiences itself is an appearance of the apparent re- appearing reality so i stop here and the 38 verse onwards we will take it in the next class om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om thank you dhanyavada hi sir sir uh, at one point you said uh, so we will see stars planets so, so regarding that i have one question like uh, i am in the world or the world is in me so that's my question i am acting in the world or the, uh, or the world is in me? the world is an appearance in you in your consciousness that's why the world vanishes when you are in your deep sleep you are there but the world did not exist while as per the definition what is there before what is not there later if it is appearing in between it is has to have the same nature of what is there in the before and what is there in the other the rope has been rope all the time the in between it appeared as a snake so the appearance of the snake cannot be real <coughs> same way the world appears as waking sometime appears as dream sometime and both are either preceded or succeeded by something different experiences there is no there is no one 
continuous thing which doesn't change. So what you should look for is the changeless one from where everything has been seen. Don't look from the changes point of view. Look from the changeless, the changes. Then only you will know the reality. But if you are re if you are associating with the changes and looking at the changes, it will from waking you will look dream. From dream you can't look waking. So in the, the dreams like that, all the problems will create. You will not never be able to do a proper analysis. Okay. What about the like? I'm still existing. Right? Even for me, it will everything will change. I can say all this unreal. For the other, for my father, for my mother, or my, to my friends, I can still exist. To them, I'm real. So this is what is saying that <coughs> your father or the others is an existence for you. As long as you think you are existing, you will have your father's existence, the world existence, the world of objects existing as dependent on those existence. But the dependency started when you associated with them. Before that, the dependency was not there. After your time also dependency won't there. So what if you are feeling a dependency in between, that is an appearance is what the definition says. It is not defining that the dependency is not seen. The dependency is mithya or an illusion because before your time there was no dependency to the world. After your death there is no dependency for you to the see the world. So you as an appearance, as an independent one depending upon the world is a is a appearance or a mithya because of the ignorance you think that you are the body thank you Binduji, good evening thank you very much once again um, i have a clarification question uh, you mentioned somewhere that the vijnana vada they kind of believe that it is fluctuating sort of reality. So how I see it is that could the Brahman be transformational so it doesn't have to born or unborn? So could it be just a transformation? So why why would Gaudapada refute that it's a fluctuating sort of reality? Can you please explain that again? I did not understand it. There is no fluctuating reality. The, the reality is achala, nischala. I mean, there is no change for it. Avikari, avyaya. All those things are saying that truth is always the truth. Anything seen other than truth or even as dependent on truth, other than the truth, is from ignorance point of view. But if you see everything as true, the, the, that one absolute truth, as they are there, because they cannot be separate from that, then there is no confusion. But if you think them as a separatedness, independent of the absolute, then you are make, bringing in a condition which is a, a product of ignorance. Uh, my question was not, actually I didn't formulate the question clearly. 
My question was uh, not about the Advaitin position, but I did not understand why the Vikinya Nevada are saying that why is it fluctuating? If you if you can expand on their their perspective. Oh, well, I, I am making a separate handout which I should be giving in a, maybe next class or the following class explaining all the four vadas of the Vitnanavadins and others together. That four or five karikas where Gaudabada has taken on them. I have copied a commentary from Sri uh, <coughs> Sachidananda Saraswati and I am editing it because there are some errors in the printing and all those things. So once I edit it, I will give a PDF. I will post it in one of the rooms and uh, you can read it. Because it's not easy to explain it in, uh, I need to take for three, four classes to explain that. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Madhuji, uh, great session again. Um, I was also uh, referring the markers uh, in that Nanta Pragna, Nabahi Pragna, Pragna Naghana, Naubhaya Pragna. That Pragna Naghana was referring to the deep sleep state where the ghana, you know, that whatever has gone dormant, you know, hence the dormant was referring to, you know, a, a sort of a causal, the causal state of the same knowledge. You know, it is like a mobile, you know, switched off while all the memory programs, etc., dormant. And the waking, you know, switching on the mobile, they come alive, the programs come alive. Um, so this particular verse is referring to the, you know, those impressions in causal form that took shape in the, you know, waking and dream, whatnot. So this, you know, aspect that sort of moves through all three sta states, that which appears and experienced, etc. So there is there is something that sort of you know cut through these you know some commonality right there. I'm not trying to speculate this, <laughs> Vinoji. Um, this is sort of um, also an aspect. While we discussed the Vignanavada, more to do with you know I think we took you know waking state and dream state, analyzed it and eliminated them. And this is also another aspect, the, the ghana, pragnana ghana, that was antapragna or bahipragna later in the waking and dream. So this is also another aspect that is, you know, which is seen by all these are happening within the content of awareness. Um, any such reference taken in the Karikas in the Alata Shanti uh, that refers to this, Vinoji? Uh, he is not taking that. See, Gaudapada's methodology is first he went as per the Upanishad. And in the Upanishad, Soyamatma Chatushpath. That aspect, when he explained it, he brought in the world of that, you know. Na Eki Bhutaha, Prajnana Ghana. 
so there he has explained that but when he came to the seventh mantra when the upanishad came to the seventh mantra he had to now explain the first verses of nanda pratyanda bahi pratyam noveda pratyam which is being negated in reference to the last line ekatma pratyasaram prapanjo vashamam shantam shivam advaitam chaturtam chaturtam manyante sa atma vitnaya so nanda pratyam bahi pratyam all those things are if you negate them then only you will know what is sa atma that the atma which is shantam shivam advaitam and how do you know shantam shivam advaitam atma when the prapancho vashamam and that prapancho vashamam will should lead you to ekatma pratyasaram at that ekatma pratyasaram is a after effect of when you negate that nanda pratyam nabhi pratyam noveda pratyam when all those things are then then you land on ekatma pratyasara that ekatma pratyasara will negate the prapancha as a reality and when the prapancha as a reality is negated then you are landing in shantam shivam advaitam atma this is how the gaudavada methodology is so he took on these subjects in the beginning in the fourth chapter where he is summarizing the whole chapter he had to you know take on the opponents and ask them which he has done that till now from this class onwards he is taking up from the 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 statements of nanda pratyam nabhi pratyam noveda pratyam by giving the logic behind it because there if there is a cause effect relationship the anda pratyam bahi pratyam can not be denied if there is a logic which can be explained that when it is illogical then only they become invalid so that is the prakriya he is starting from now onwards till the end of the fourth chapter so he is starting to compare between dream and waking that is anda pratyam bahi pratyam and uveda pratyam so he has done the three now till now now he has to go to the other one for later susupta sthana eki bhutah pratyanagana that will come later shurvanda ji will wait for that because i was trying to connect connect this aspect to the discussion today mm. because uh, you know that aspect to be connected to everything will be coming you are right okay. that is the today we have begun, we have started that so we will wait for that class bindu ji thank you bindu ji namaste bindu ji so to conclude we can say that there is nothing like creation and if those who want to accept creation it can be best attributed not to brahman but to ignorance or to maya there is nothing to be attributed to the appearance is not a reality and if you are if you are seeing anything don't mistake it mistake it to be a separate reality or entity it is nothing but the same that egameva adyudiyam that is why sarvam kalvidam brahma is valid that but if you are using the reverse order saying that nothing is real and therefore they are 
they are not there they are to be cause is you no know, taken for a call that with uh, atnana and avidya see gaudapada is even negating the you know the cause of atnana or maya also he is not accepting he'll come to that stage at a bit at a later stage because there is no way any cause can be attributed for the appearances the appearances itself is not real and what is unreal what what cause can you give to for the unreality is it not the same in our waking world also binduri i get that um, that the unreality of the world is uh, uncertain but uh, then the role of ignorance can be best said that it makes the world real those who are in ignorance those who think it is real they are under the clutches of ignorance you can say thank you binduri hi 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 patrick uh, i don't have a question uh, i just have another western philosophical interpretation of why um, the absolute uh, re- rejection of creationism is a more rational view just that's it can i present that you're saying it's more rational than mandukya and no, 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 interpretation no. or what no i'm oh. saying the rejection of creationism in advaita like actually claiming oh, that creation got, is there another, is less yeah, rational yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bindu, are you welcome? Bindu, you good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Go That's ahead. It. Please. Please actually. Okay, it's not that uh long, but briefly when I'm saying uh, the if you're taking it entirely in a western lens, first you would start with the premise that cogito ergo sum, that you exist, therefore you are there. And then uh every metaphysical position that the west takes, including idealism, solipsism physicalism and whatever they take it is all based on assumptions the brilliance i see in advaita is it is not based on assumptions the absolute advaita is completely based on deductions of observations it never dares to take an assumption and it goes on to say that taking an assumption anywhere is not necessary so it is like there is an observer the observer has three states uh in which the observer sees realities which means uh, one mind uh the senses and an external world we see something called jagrat that we call waking in an absolute sense a dream is also a reality that we perceive and we cannot say that there is a dream that exists it is just what we can say is we also perceived a reality prior to this and it is not now here hence we call the previously perceived realities as dream so from these two observations uh, advaita deduces that the mind the senses and the world it perceives the observer perceives are transient hence the observer is a constant and the observations are variable and then there is a question like is the observations and the observer like independent can the observer stay without observations yes we have the third conscious phase called sleep and in that the observer is just there it does not perceive anything so from only observations and no assumptions we can come to the conclusion that observer is the ontic primacy it is the ontological supreme there is nothing else there is just the observer and creationism <clears throat> how creationism comes would be this is how it, it takes the western views like 
what the west would do after that is they would take the reality that you're viewing right now even though we know deductively that this is transient and it is a variable they assume it is constant like it has an independent existence even if we don't view it even if the observer doesn't view it this there's no need to do that but they do that and after that the reality that we perceive then we get another question philosophical question like we have assumed this reality to be constant and it will be there even if the observer doesn't see this then the minds like the other conscious beings here like in advaita it doesn't take that assumption extreme advaita doesn't make this assumption like there are other beings similar to you here then this is the philosophical question the problem of other minds is there any other mind there and western philosophy would go on and take the assumption yes there are other minds so this is what creationism also does like you have to say that what you are experiencing dream is something internal this is an assumption you will never know this and the external world the jagrat the absolute continuing reality exists there and inside the jagrat there are also other minds which you can never take i mean you can take the assumption but this cannot be proven and once you take these two assumptions and then it is not like western philosophy they have sukshma sharira and karma reincarnations and all inside this assumed reality and for this to function logically you need an ishvara tattva else you will get an infinite regress of souls like how the first karma started it it doesn't make sense if karma is the way it is working it cannot start from like what zero so an ishvara tattva is taken like a primordial mind i have looked into the western philosophy that kind of take this position there is a philosophy called analytic idealism by bernardo castro he substantiates evidences uh, from dissociative identity disorders which is brilliant another aspect of why creationism in uh, like creationist advaita could also be true ha huh, yeah and then what we do is like an ishvara tattva is introduced because without the ishvara tattva you get an infinite regress of souls like the first karmas don't work so a saguna brahma is assumed so all of this is completely logical but all of this comes from two primary assumptions that extreme advaita positions don't take first you have to take jagrat the wakeful state the reality that you see here is a constant and dream is an internal reality like it is not there outside advaita doesn't take this advaita is remaining apathetic about it like you don't have to take any assumptions you already know the reality you see is transient so whether or not if this reality is real or it has a timeline has an ishura is all irrelevant because for all of that you need assumptions and purest form of advaita just states that none of these assumptions need to be there it is very clear that the mind appears and the reality corresponding to that appears in front of it it is transient and anyone like even if you don't know advaita you can deduce it because everyone we know goes through these conscious states so without any assumptions this is the most parsimonious metaphysical position that i have ever seen it never takes any assumptions it is completely deductive and it comes to the conclusion that consciousness is the ontic primacy and everything is inside the consciousness there is no creationism there is no god 
there are no souls there is no birth there is no death it is brilliant philosophically it is one of it is the best i guess the best metaphysics i have ever seen mm-hmm. nice actually that was wonderful thank you okay i have one question okay right now you shared something why did you do that what was the purpose ah uh, like why did i share this yeah i don't know i used to like i also take advaita and see from the western philosophies the metaphysics and also i thought a view like this i mean i didn't know anyone else having a view like this so i thought i'll just share this share the intricacies of how advaita looks with the western lens i just wanted to share that's it okay leave it thank you no i think the class of what is presented here is a waker analysis right the waker thinks the you know the world is real because it is you can touch it feel it everything etc creation the science supports it so from that point of view it's a waker analysis correct tadvaita is not a waker analysis because from waker analysis you can tally advaita with you know theory of creation etc many other analysis are out there it falls into waker analysis because the waker thinks he is real hence the analysis follows advaita is you know looking at both waking dream and deep sleep from a position which is recognized in you that consciousness in you within that unchanging in you all three come and go from that position the analysis is done advaita is not sitting in the waking state and doing waker analysis so that is a point i think we, we are sort of mixing up many theories you know by taking a position of a waker and from there we are analyzing right from there i think it is you know we can go in any direction you know it is never ending advaita has to be rec- the, the one which has to be recognized from there all three come and go need to be seen this is how it it you know it's a complete different position altogether from advaitic point of view actually thank you for your narration and everything i also like had the opportunity to talk to to talk to castro uh, in clubhouse actually i found his views although it is very parsimonious it does take the assumption of as wenger said it is a waker analysis like it does take the assumption that the reality that you view right now has some permanence when actually we know it doesn't that is what dwayda says and then uh, i think uh, castro also takes the assumption like there are multiple minds which creationism advaita also takes but he he what he makes a mistake i feel is like inside uh, the hindu creationist advaita we have a concept of sukshma sharira okay in his metaphysics when you closely observe it what he says is that the bodies the organisms have a marco blanket and that represents the entire conscious beings this is completely problematic because i raised an argument against him claiming that what about gametes see in his metaphysics if a complete organism is the conscious being and the marco blanket is the 
complete cellular lining that uh, surrounds the body, <laughs> these bodies produce gametes. And if these gametes are there, then these gametes are either proto-conscious, like they're not conscious, but they can give rise to consciousness. So uh, that would give a combination problem because gametes combine to make another organisms. And secondly, if these are not combining, they are units of consciousness and not exactly uh, the complete conscious being, it gives a combination problem and leads to a very idealistic panpsychism view, which is problematic. But this is completely solved when you take the concept of Sukshma Sharira, because Sukshma Sharira uh, logically says that karma is there. See, this Sukshma Sharira is based on an assumption, but I personally have read a, a lot of uh, researches into this, like Western Virginia University has a department called Reincarnation Study Department. And now they have about 2,500 solid cases proving that transmigration of souls is kind of a reality. Near-death experiences and stuff substantiate this. I, what I believe is, since Kastruv is like posing this for the academic crowd, I feel that he also aligns with the Sukshma Sharira and an Ishwara concept, but not the way that Hinduism actually presents it. He cannot show this to the academic circle because see, once you start taking things that are frowned upon, this NDE and uh, research like by Dr. Stevenson, the Ian Stevenson reincarnation books and all, these are solid things. But once you present these things, you're going to get ridiculed for being the fringe guy. So Castro is like trying very hard to maintain his analytic idealism interpretation within the sphere of logic where people would accept it without taking any fringe theories. And in that he has succeeded. Anyone who doesn't take any fringe theories has to take analytic idealism because it is much superior than any physicalist form. So he has warned against physicalists, but his view is far from uh, what complete. It is not near the truth. And the Hinduistic creationistic uh, metaphysics, where we take the constancy of a reality, extreme Advaita doesn't take it, what, Gauda, what Bindu told that Gaudavada rejects because it has no proof, but even that is more logically superior and they don't have this problem of Marco blankets of proper definition because they actually bring an, a transient entity, but still a completely not immaterial entity like the Sukshma Sharira. This solves the problem of mind-body dualism and all because this entity doesn't react with the uh, physical world except through a body. It has a combination problem, but the empirical evidences support that. And in a way, uh, Kastrup has to take this because he also takes the evidences of transmigration. So, yeah, this uh, version that we don't take, like even with the assumption that we have this reincarnation, karma and Ishwara, it is more parsimonious than what Kastrup also presented. I think this is the superior hypothesis when you consider that. Yeah, I agree with you. The, his argument with Philip the, goes on like that on the panpsychism and he has never been able to, uh, you know, come to terms with panpsychism also. And he keeps arguing with Philip on that issue. But in my opinion, if you have even an iota of compromise in your, in your understanding of the absolute Advaita or absolute truth, then you will be getting into the whirlpool of different philosophies or different explanation for which you have you have no answer for it. So 
you have to stick to the absolute truth as the gaudapada says it that's what i my take is on uh personally i am taking the ishura tattva and the transmigration through inside this waker reality but i do agree with the absolute advaita text like i i have not personally read the mantugya karika to be honest but i have read ashtavakra gita and avadhuta gita and ribhu gita which share the same view like there is no creationism and that is the truest deduction that you can bring with logic but within the maya i think like this assumption is logically consistent and the empirical evidences we see can be used to substantiate that hence within the maya i'd like to take this but on an absolute sense there is no creation i would like to take uh, the view you just presented thank you so actually um please come back to the next session nice insights and nice and articulate so please come again uh, bindu ji can you define what creation is for you versus an appearance like uh... Uh, creation because normally i thought both are same words you don't have to explain how creation happens but if you are meaning rather if most of the people assume that creation means like you know step by step like how i construct a building from the rocks and mud you know so is that is that the usual meaning of creation because for me like you know from nothingness suddenly something comes you and that also is a creation right no that is where the difference is that karya the word used is karya karya means effect and for an effect there has to be a cause and there is there is nothing which can really cause anything because if you have to cause means it has to undergo a change undergo a change means it will lose its eternity and you know omniscience opne omne what all that uh, anandata all those aspects of anadi anandam avyayam all those terminologies which are there for brahma will lose if it becomes a cause for the creation because an effect even if it is unreal if it is assumed to be caused by an unchanging thing it cannot be a causative effect whether material or intelligent cause in either way causation cannot be a theory because causation is within the time yeah, yeah, I, I got it. yeah I got that it. is why the crea- creation means co- creation means an effect which gives rise to experiences specific cause and effect that you are calling as a creation right because when you say appearance there no cause and effect for the appearance it simply appears right right thanks thanks bindu namaste bindu sir thank you for the beautiful session again uh, just uh, not a question but uh, i think something which uh, went on in my uh, mind when akshay ji was trying to express right i think what uh, i have also uh, kind of started to notice is there are many different uh, parallels to the concept of advaita uh, but um, uh but there is a slight intricacies between every such uh, differentiation just in advaita one say oh everything is just that and will continue to stay but everything is not that and also continue to stay there are different difference this small little bit things um i i don't know um to to get more clarity you are already doing these kind of taking different schools from the karika 
which kind of expresses uh, Gaudapada's uh, point of view uh, compared to Vignanavada or any other school. But within Advaita, um, how many such uh, uh, kind of thought process are there like Bahamati, Vivarana, and um, I think there are a couple of other more, right? Um, is it good if um, someday you can have a session on that which can express that also so that we understand uh, what we are, I mean, from Gaudapada perspective also, it might help. What does that actually take a stance and also difference? Because when people like Akshay come and pose something from a Western philosophical point, we can also kind of categorize and see what it is because I have not read Castro, right? But at least I can put that in some kind of a bucket and categorize what it is. See, to explain the Vibirana, Bhamadi, etc. May, may have to be done as a separate exercise, not as per the continuation of Mandukya and uh, its explanation. We may, we can, as you suggested, maybe, what about Jadavadji? Jadavadji, why don't you make a comparison between them? Yes, Kiran, we can definitely address it. Anyhow, we are planning for other sessions, definitely with various versions of Advaita, we can deal with. Thank you, thank you. And the, the um, in, in uh, Karika, like at least so far, I did not see, but within Karika, um, Gaudapada never takes up something which is, uh, which is, which is comes under uh, Advaita, so to say, right? Like, I think Vijnanavada is mostly near to what it goes, but there is nothing he talks about within Advaita, right? Because for him, Vedanta is Vedanta. There is no Advaita as such. Am I getting it right? Yeah, you should understand Gaudapada's time zone is Shankara's guru's guru. So even Shankara Advaita, he has not seen, right? Shankara's Bhashya or nothing he has read. So you should understand that forget about Vivarana and Bhamati and etc. which is post Shankara. So in, in the Karika you will never find them. Even the, even the reference to Shankara won't be there in the Karika. Because Shankara was Gaudapada's uh, Shishya Govindapada and Govindapada's Shishya was Shankara Jaya. So you should understand that times, time, uh, you know, in which each one of them lived. So how can he refer to the post his period thing in his career, in his Karika? Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think like my point was, if at all there was anything prior to his uh, uh, explanation of Karikas, he has n not done anything like that is what I was like. Yeah, I understand these schools came up after definitely the timeline. Uh, if at all there was anything which is almost related to Advaita, which is what I think he is touching upon in uh, Vignanavada, I, I, I think. Uh, but thank you, sir. Thank you so much. That uh, Shankara consolidates, see, in, uh, after uh, Gaudapada, then Govidapada and Shankara. Shankara addresses the di even different versions of Advaita in his uh, Brahma Sutras and uh, he presents the most uh, purest and pristine Advaita. That's clear from Shankara Bhasha.
Yeah, in Brahma Sutra, only he is referring about five or six Advaita Acharyas prior to Shankara. I mean, even uh, this thing. There are names who is referring in the Brahma Sutra Bhashya who were Advaitins before Shankara. But there is some, you know, minor adjustment which he mentions in his Bhashya, where, you know, he, he feels that even though they mentioned about it, it needs further refinement is what he is referring to in his Bhashyas. Welcome, Bharata. Hello. Uh, am I audible now? Uh, yes, yes, Bharata. Yes, yes, yes. Go, go ahead. Uh, thank you very much, Vidoji. Very beautiful talk. I, I just have one curious question. How do you define a Vijnanavadi? What is Vijnana? Vijnanavadin are who talks about the knowledge of objects are not objects per se, but awareness experienced as the object. And for him, the difference between him and uh, Gaudavada is that the, he says that there is a cause and effect for the momentary experiences of the object because Chanikam means where he says that as the objects keep changing, the awareness of the objects also keep changing. So there is a birth and a death of an awareness when the object is being experienced, is what the Vijnadavadin says. And they are like the river is not a river, it is drop, drops of water flowing together as what you call the experience is a river. But the, in reality, they are all momentary droplets of water which is together moving, is what their example, what they say. But Godavada is asking that if there is a creation of an objective awareness and it has an end, depending upon the object, where or how is one knowing that this transiency of momentary thing where is it being recorded or who is the observer of it or in his in whose awareness is these things are happening that is where he is refusing the vijnana vadin stand of that vijnana is triniga and it is depending upon the object thank you so if you have to keep it from the context of say the purva paksha siddhanta then perhaps if vijnana is the purva paksha is Godapada then talking about jnana? Yes, he is talking about the the uh, no, the Atma or Turiya or Brahma as the repository of all awareness. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Namaste. Good night. Thank you, Binduji. Thank you, Binduji. Hari Om. Hari Om.